Support for Veterans Corner on Veterans Corner Radio is made possible by M&M Printing and the Observer News of Ruskin. Hello and welcome to Veterans Corner Radio Podcasts, information for and about veterans. Dr. Katherine Kelso, Deputy Executive Director at the VA Office of Geriatrics and Extended Care, is Bill Hodges' guest for this edition of the podcast. Dr. Kelso has spent most of her life providing care to geriatric patients. Even as a child, she was a caregiver at her home, going on to nursing school before finding her calling as a geriatric doctor. Her interview is enlightening on so many levels for those of us who are growing older. She discusses treatments, warning signs, and also the help that the VA can provide to help to keep you in your home. Here now is Bill Hodges with Veterans Corner Radio on Veterans Corner Radio Podcasts. Welcome to Veterans Corner, a show dedicated to providing information to all those who have served our country's military and to their families. Now, here is your host, newspaper columnist, management trainer, and Air Force veteran, Bill Hodges. Hi, I am Bill Hodges, and this is Veterans Corner Radio. And we've got a great guest. We always have great guests. That's all the people who show up on this show are great guests, people with the information you need to know in order to make your life as a veteran or the family member of a veteran that much better. Our subject matter expert today is Catherine Kelso, MD, MS, Deputy Executive Director, VA Office of Geriatrics and Extended Care, Veterans Health Administration. That's a long title, but a very important lady. We're going to be talking here about geriatrics and Alzheimer's in particular, correct? Correct. What got you involved in geriatrics? Is this an area of medicine you always felt like you needed to be a part of? Yes, it, it actually was. And thank you for having me. I began my career actually as a nurse. And as most of us that do geriatric uh, care have a, a positive experience with an older adult. And mine was my grandmother who was disabled at a very early age with rheumatoid arthritis. So I grew up taking care, being a caregiver for her. And she always said, you'll be a wonderful nurse or a wonderful nun. So I took the <laughs> <a> route <laughs> that after I was working in nursing, I just had this urge to keep going. And I went to medical school specifically to do geriatric medicine. You know, it, it, it is so important, especially in the VA. Uh, I talk with my primary care, who happens to be the medical director for that particular clinic. And one of the problems they're having is finding doctors that have that geriatric care background. Yes, that's true. And most of the veterans in the VA system are older. And so primary care sees the majority of older veterans. And then what geriatrics does is specializes in more of the problems that come with frailty, things that are not part of regular aging, but could be memory problems, could be falls, you know, could be dizzy signs, you know, all kinds of things that 
whatever can threaten a veteran's ability to live independently is what a geriatric specialist does. You know, you, you mentioned here, you said that things that aren't part of the aging process, but is memory part of the aging process? I mean, it is, is it where everybody, as they get older, is going to face some kind of memory problem? There may be some, what is normal, some recall, the speed of recall, but cognitive issues, true memory problems are are not a normal part of aging. So we don't have to worry that it's something that's inevitable. Correct. Yes. It's important. It is important. Yes, very much so. We're going to talk primarily about Alzheimer's and we don't have that long, but what are the other things that geriatrics are important for in the VA system? Yes. So in the VA system for our office, and, and I will share our link with you, which is rich with all of these resources. It's va.gov slash geriatrics. Again, that's va.gov slash geriatrics. We offer a cadre of services for veterans that include home care. Maybe they need some personal care with the goal of having veterans be able to age in place. That is what the veterans have told us they want. That's what their caregivers want, but their caregivers need support as well. We have caregiver support services. We have programs veterans can hire their own caregivers. We have medical foster home. If someone does need facility-based care, like a nursing home, we have VA CLCs, we have state homes, we have community nursing homes. We offer services for hospice and palliative care when that's needed. And we do an extensive amount of research under geriatrics. We work with outside federal partners to do aging research. And our whole goal is to honor the preference of the veteran to remain at home. It seems to make sense to me. Maybe I'm wrong, but I look around me at these various retirement homes that you go into and they, they give you lunch and dinner and or maybe maybe three meals, but more often two. And, and they provide you with a place to live and maybe cleaning services. But but for a couple, you're looking at four grand at a minimum here in Florida in order to have a one or two bedroom facility. Uh, it should be that we should be able to keep somebody in their own home for less than that. Yes. No, I agree. And most people would prefer to remain in their home. So those are the support services that we look to provide. And we try to get the word out so that even when veterans are coming in to see their primary care provider, all of the geriatric services are accessible under the medical benefits package. So usually the primary care will make what's called a referral. So it's like a consultative referral to that certain geriatric program. So the social workers in the primary care clinics are also very skilled and the whole PAC team on how to access these services for veterans. You know, a lot of people don't realize that associated with a PAC team is a social worker and they have so many different duties. Yes. They have a wide breadth of knowledge. All the PAC team members do, the nurses that run the PACs and the providers. So, you know, they do keep up on the various programs that are available in VA. If there's a consultation needed, they can get geriatrics to, to uh, consult and help that veteran navigate 
what's going to work best at home. We do offer a home-based primary care program where the team comes to the veteran's home so that the caregiver doesn't have to take the veteran out and that the veteran isn't exhausted by that one trip that the team can come to them. It can be very difficult. Yes. The older you get, on any given day, it can be hard. Yes. Uh, let alone where you know it's coming and you've got to, hopefully you can get up to speed on that day. Now, there are things that will work out for our veterans that will allow the spouses to provide that care, which they're already doing in yep. many instances. Yes. And so we do have a caregiver support program that has some eligibility guidelines for veterans to the caregivers can get a stipend. Also, our veteran-directed program where the veteran can hire their spouse to be a caregiver, and that also offers respite. So yes, that caregiver is providing that care, but the problem is 24-7, seven days a week, I mean, you need a break at some point. And in order for that veteran to remain safely at home, we have to meet the caregiver needs as well. And what do you do then? Do you send people out to the house or take them somewhere? Yeah. So with respite, there can be inpatient where they can go to a facility, you know, if somebody's going to go on an extended vacation, or if it's just a number of hours a day, is they can send help into the home for, the, say, six or eight hours, whatever is needed. You know, I, I'm 100% myself. Uh, I got in a fight with a B-52 and it won. <laughs> but, but the fact is, I look at what my wife does for me. She really, you know, I can't bend over to pick something up. So I, I just simply say, Phyllis, would you get that? Which she does. And I think of the people, even like taking off your socks at night. I think of the people at home who, yes, can't take their socks off. We can use a sock puller, get them on, but getting them off is a harder thing. Now let's switch over here and let's talk more about Alzheimer's because that's something that we're all talking about in the community that I'm in. I'm in a, a large area here of uh, veterans. Uh, we have actually almost 100,000 vets in our county. Wow. We're the largest, well, third largest county in the United States. And, and it inevitably, when you go somewhere, somebody will say, well, I can't remember this, or I'm having trouble with that, or John didn't come tonight, he forgot. Uh, what are the warning signs that we should be watching for and our families ought to be watching for? I think one of the things that we start to see is that when we get very concerned about um, memory is a person's self-care begins to get impacted. They start showering less. They may forget to take their meds. And so if you have a pillbox and you see that three days are not even touched, you know, things that can impact their their health, say that they're losing weight, they just don't want to eat, you know, if they're having some sleep disturbance, you know, any of these things can indicate a memory problem. And a lot of times with support put in place, that person can see, can stabilize because they're not using all their energy to try to figure out, I don't know if I should eat breakfast or what I should do, where with a little bit of structure, they can follow that routine and remain remain in their home. You know, and that's so important to stay home. Yes. I, I visited some of my friends in some of these facilities, 
And I walked out of there just cringing. Yes, yes. I, I don't know many people that would say that would be their choice. It's usually a choice of a, a forced choice, a last resort. And so what we're trying to do is get the word out so that we can intervene early and get services in the home that the veteran needs and support their caregivers so that they don't have to fall out to this choice that they don't want, the forced choice. You know, a psychologist, I I did a program uh, out here with James A. Haley. I put it on in our community uh, and using their, their people. And I thought one of the people made a very good point. It's, it is not a point to get worried about that you find your keys in the refrigerator. It's when you find them, you don't know what the keys are for. And it seems to me that that's, we get so wound up on memory that I think, don't we create a problem for ourselves? And we begin looking for something. Uh, there's an old saying, a man is afraid of snakes will find one. Yeah. If yeah. I'm constantly looking for snakes, is it not that possibility that I will manufacture the snake? It, ca- it can cause a lot of uh, concern, especially if family members have had experience with another loved one that has had Alzheimer's or dementia. And any even, you know, small forgetting, like I can't remember his last name, you know, and, and it would be fine. It's just recall. It's going to come in a minute. But everybody starts getting concerned. And so, yes, yeah, so it's, it can be concerned. It can, it could cause a lot of confusion. You know, I, I wrote myself a note when I was 40 and put it away in a drawer and a- opened it when I was 80. And on the note, it said, you have a bad memory. Don't worry. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's a great tool. The, the fact is that I have had a horrible time remembering names all my life. And somebody said to me the other day, well, you you maybe want to look into this. I said, no, I've had it my whole life. So <laughs> I guess what, we're, what I'm saying is we have to be careful what we ascribe to Alzheimer's and that which we begin to see as Alzheimer's, right? Yes, yes. I mean, I remember a time when I didn't even know what that was. And it's very important to know that that is part of who you are. You've always had you know, problems remembering names so that that's not alarming when you're older and you still have problems remembering names, right? Yeah. So what can we do if, if we're a caregiver and I have a lot of caregivers that listen into these shows? If I'm a caregiver or I look at myself, how do I take inventory of where I am? Well, as far as inventory, you mean as far as where you're... What should I become worried at? I guess those are the things that I'm looking for. So, and if that's, you know, for when, when people say, I never, I never want to be in a nursing home. I don't care what happens. I never want to be. And, and, and then it's okay. What would have to happen at home where you could no longer manage on your own? Or if you're the caregiver, what would have to happen where you couldn't support your loved one without more help? And, one of the things is when people aren't getting sleep anymore, ah. you know, that's a big, because that, that causes a lot of health problems, not only for the veteran, but for the caregiver. And so sleep problems can be addressed at home, but often people forget to bring them up because they're just assumed that, oh, this is just how it is. No, we can, we got to make this better. 
So um, making sure, you know, you keep a notebook of things that on the days when Good you thought, I don't know if I can cope anymore. You just write down what it was that happened because a lot of these things can be better managed, you know, with some more support in the home. Maybe it's some recreation therapy. Maybe it's adult day health care for the day or you know, maybe it's some respite once a week, you know, things that really can make a big difference. You know, all of those are such great ideas. And I think that it's something we've got to begin looking at very carefully. When I say we, I'm talking about my generation of folks out there. We we have to be sure that make notes, take them in with you to the doctor, just like you were talking about. I mean, I, I didn't think of that, but it's something I need to do. And write it down as it happens, right? Right, right. My guest today has been Catherine Kelso, MD, MS, Deputy Executive Director, VA Office of Geriatrics and Extended Care Veterans Health Administration. And thank you for giving us all these great ideas on Alzheimer's and just growing older. Some of them are just because we're growing older. Yes, thank you. Appreciate having you on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, you're unique. You're special. You're great. Tell yourself so often because you are, you know. And we'll talk to you again very soon on Veterans Corner Radio. And again, Dr. Kelso, thanks for being with me. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to Veterans Corner with your host, Air Force veteran Bill Hodges. The views expressed on this program are those of Bill and his guests and are opinions based on the best available information. In matters of law or governmental regulation, it will always be best to check with the appropriate agency. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us for the next Veterans Corner. Before we go, here's a quick final thought. Why not take a minute to follow or mark Veterans Corner radio podcasts as a favorite? It's easy, and you'll be among the first to be notified when new episodes of the podcast are released. And thanks for listening to Veterans Corner Radio Podcasts.